Crowdy in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Not really. I mean, not. I'm not or, Will Ferrell. I'm or, not Will Ferrell. And he's not Chad Smith from Red Hot Chili Peppers either. Neither one of them. Neither one of them. Yeah. Hey, uh, so it's Monday, the 21st. Uh, it's going to be Thanksgiving in a few days. What do you have to be thankful for? Wow. I think there's some turkey in somebody's future this week. Uh, no, I don't eat turkey. Me neither. I, I mean, I do, but I, you know, I'm all about the sides, dude. I love, I love the good stuffing and a good mashed potatoes and, and give me a pie to choose from and get some pies to decide on. And that's it for me. I'd rather just hang out with people. Dude, it's a pain in the ass making a fucking turkey. You know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of effort. They're brining and doing all that. I'd like, I'd rather have whoever's choosing to make it. Well, hey, you know, if you enjoy making that shit, cool. Save for Christmas. They, you they, know, what's weird, man. As I, as I recall, I haven't eaten turkey, I, but I don't, turkey doesn't taste good to me. It never did. It was always fucking like, I felt like I was going to choke trying to swallow the shit because it's fucking dry as fuck. You know, have you ever, everybody wants to give you white meat and I'm like, eh. have you ever seen, you know, you know, the show, I know you've seen it, uh, how it's made. Right. And they yep. did, they did how it's made for caviar. And I thought to myself, man, if you got to add that much fucking salt to your fish eggs, then what is the point of right to see salt? That's how I feel about turkey. Turkey, if you gotta, yes. if you gotta put so much shit on there and make it taste good, what's the point of it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm sure everybody's got things to be thankful for, even you people up in Canada, and that one person in Germany that keeps downloading our show. I don't know who that is, dude. <laughs> I, we get we get downloads in one one episode, uh, one download per episode in Germany. Uh, yeah, do they eat turkey in Germany? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, was, I was wondering maybe it might be a uh, a military U.S. military uh, individual. Yeah, dude, maybe we're like Adrian Cronenhauer's. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. So we've been, we've been talking up Criterion, uh, some recent movie episodes. And last week was just talking about the sale that Barnes and Noble is still having until the 28th. So you got another week, week from today. Yeah. If you're listening to this on the 21st, uh, Barnes and Noble does this, but when Criterion has their flash sale, it doesn't include pre-sale, you know, pre-release stuff. But that isn't the case with Barnes and Noble. They let you do that with pre-sale. If you got into it already, you get, you're going to get your copy of a couple of movies this week, Malcolm X, both in a bland, brand new Blu-ray and a brand new 4K, and Wally. Now, how many movies, like how many Pixar slash Disney movies has Criterion done before? I, uh, a few now, right? Like I don't know. I don't. I don't recall another Criterion. Didn't they do Up? Did they do Up? I bought Buck and the Preacher, which was hasn't shown up yet. No, Up did not come out. There's two. There, there's Blow Up and Blow Out, but no Up. Yeah, I think huh. I think Wally was the first one. I don't know why that is. Interesting. So yeah, those are both coming out this week. But the big one for me this week is something I've been waiting for a long time because it's perfect that it's coming out when it's coming out because it really is one of two true holiday movies where it just fits for Thanksgiving. There's only one other movie that's like that, right? Home for the Holidays. It's a Thanksgiving movie. Uh, that what what was the other one you just said? Planes, trains, and automobiles. Right, my Dude. least favorite. Oh, I fucking love this movie. I like Home for the Holidays more, but oh, not, yeah, I don't. I, I don't I, dislike it, and I'm barely making the comparison only because it's you, you know it, it's always Christmas movies and stuff, and you never get it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. is there a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, I, or did they just skip it? They got, no, there's I, a Halloween one. Oh yeah, yeah, and a Christmas one. Oh, yeah, Great Pumpkin and in a skinny in a skinny Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, how influential is that 
the, were those cartoons, right? For do actually when people go see a tiny little tree at the lot, it, they call yeah. it, I got a Charlie Brown tree. Yes. Everybody knows what it is. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, uh, so it's, you know, I've never seen Wally weirdly enough. Is, is it a Thanksgiving? No, it's not Thanksgiving. No, movie. no, it's just coming out this week, but the gotcha. planes, trains and automobiles, that is a Thanksgiving movie. And for a lot of years, it's been rumored since it came out 35 years ago that there is an hour's worth of material that never, that was shot, but it's never appeared in any incarnation. Now we talked about evil dead Two and, and reservoir dogs being, being so many versions of DVD. Uh, right. For, for this one's had a lot of, not a lot of releases but for a movie like this. When the, I mean, I want to say lesser known titles, but it's not 16 candles. It's not home alone. It's not the, what people consider the top three most recognizable John Hughes movies, but this one's rough, dude. It's rough because it deals with some heavy fucking shit. And you usually don't get a lot of that from John Hughes. It's a certain tone. It'll stick, kind of stick it in there a little bit. Dutch kind of touches. And Dale Dutch is a Thanksgiving movie. Yes, Dutch is a Thanksgiving yeah, movie. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, Ethan. My mistake. I, I should hey, have known better. Dude, I actually kind of love Dutch. Oh, I love Dutch too. Uh, dude, how great is that movie across the board? I mean, you get Shooter McGavin there playing the dickhead dad. <laughs> Right? Like, we didn't know he had that in him. Yeah. And, uh, and Ed O'Neill. And our friend, uh, Ethan Embry, in there with in very, very young, going by a different name in that. I'll let you guys go and dig around and have fun with the fact that he doesn't go by Ethan Embry in that movie. Uh, same thing with, uh, I think, I think Vegas Vacation was the last thing he went by before he changed it to Embry, but you'll, you can see right. all that information yourself. But Planes and Trains and Automobiles is got some really heavy stuff. And the reason why it's so striking when it happens is because the trailers don't talk about it. And you laugh your ass off through the whole fucking movie until they get to the point when they start talking about loss and the death of a spouse. It's fucking brutal. It fucks me up every time I watch it. Yeah. It's it's funny, man. Thinking back on the films of John Hughes, you know, you think of them, all of them as comedies. Cause I'm going to give you another one that it's not a Thanksgiving movie, but you could watch it at Thanksgiving with Dutch and planes, trains, automobiles, home for the holidays. If you want to throw another, Sort of, it has another John Hughes movie. Try Only the Lonely, the John Candy, mm-hmm. Ali Sheedy, Maureen O'Hara uh, movie. I think it was from 91, right? Yep. But John Hughes had a, you know, he was an art, he was a craft that he had yep. for making these comedies that also, unless you like, you know, unless you have a piece of ice in your chest, uh, you know, they're, they'd melt your heart. You got to see John Candy in a light with Only the Lonely where you're like, he was a leading man in a romantic comedy. It didn't happen before and it didn't happen after. And he, and it's so sweet, so sweet, that love story. And dude, that movie brought Maria O'Hara out of retirement. Yeah. And she's fucking great in the movie. She's so good. Like he did it well, like, like, duh, of course she wouldn't be great, but she's so good in it. And the cutaways that they do in that. Oh yeah, man. And Ali Sheedy, dude. That, she's wonderful. kind of at the end of her run, but she's so good in it. Yeah, it was it was almost like a you almost feel like there was something that he wanted to put her in since Breakfast Club and he finally got something to put her in. Yes. And and she's wonderful in it. Um who 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 is um remind me fuck is it Jim Belushi? Is it his partner? It's Jim Belushi. Yeah, his yes. partner. Yeah, yeah. And Tony Quinn, damn it. Yeah. Right? Anthony Quinn, dude. Yeah. As the love interest for Marino O'Hara. So great. It's one of those movies, dude, like I feel like I don't I, I feel like it had a brief theatrical moment. I remember when it came out on VHS 
And then I just kind of remember it making the rounds on like maybe TNT back in the day, yeah. or maybe it was HBO, but I remember seeing it a lot in the early nineties, you know, at family gatherings and, um, you know, just, it was one of those movies that was on a lot. Yeah. I'm also playing the brother, Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Dude. Just, and and you see John Candy playing Danny Muldoon in it, and he is so manipulated by his family. It's not just his odd, psycho, Norman Bates kind of relationship he's got with Maureen O'Hara. Kevin Dunn and his family do this thing that you also see, and to a lesser extent, in, in Gran Torino, where you got the family trying to manipulate the the family into taking care of the, the mother, or in this case, the father. It's like, it's so fucked up. But it's one of those movies that always gets overlooked. Because it's, it's, I'm surprised at how many people haven't seen it. Because this is, um, even though it's, it's a, I think John Hughes just only produces this one, right? Yeah, I, yeah, because it's Chris Columbus that wrote it and directed yeah. it. Yeah, and right, that's and this is another one of those movies that Chris Columbus did. And I, and you know what, I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. Yes, Home Alone is is enjoyable for what it is, but I can watch Only the Lonely like any day of the week. I won't feel like I'm getting worn out by some kid running around screaming all the time. No. It's a it's it's one of the few adult movies that John Hughes is attached to, and Chris had done some really good movies around this period of time. When he, when Chris and John Hughes get together, it's always really special. Yeah, and if you need your Home Alone fix, you get both Culkins in this movie too. Yep, yep. I it's funny because uh, you get Karen playing the playing the nephew to to John Candy, and uh, as and, and Macaulay the same. It's so weird seeing them, by the way, together because they don't play brothers in in Home Alone. They play cousins, right? You can't mistake them; they're brothers. It's kind of funny, but no, I agree with you, man. Oh, Milo O'Shea also. We don't want to forget him. Nope. Burt Remsen. Yeah, everybody is so good in this movie, and it's it's super sweet. But planes, trains, and automobiles as well. Super heavy stuff. But John Candy, man, John Candy shows his range in these two movies: planes and Only the Lonely. That people just aren't used to seeing and weren't used to seeing. And, and that's what made him so special. Him passing when he did was fucking so heartbreaking because I immediately, this is what I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch this. I wanted to watch Planes. Yeah, man. And dude, he was only 43. What I know. A bummer. I know. Um, you know, uh, this is something I don't know. Really, I haven't talked about on the show, but um, let's see if I can do this. <laughs> Ah, fuck. So Planes was something I watched with my dad a lot. Um, fuck. I know, dude. It's tough. I, 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 it's, I thought I could talk about the movie and not not go there, but you talk about Only the Lonely, and I remember, like, he and I watched that, too. I'm like, fuck, I can't oh, do it. Oh, Jesus. Do I'm sorry, man. No, no, no you, don't know, you don't know better, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck, yeah, I can't do it. Maybe I can do it when it's next year. <laughs> next year. Next year. Next, we, we, anyway. There'll always be next year. Like a like a White Sox fan. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> They're emotional movies, goddammit. Yes, very much so. Anyway. <laughs> Laugh, cry. It's part of the human fucking condition. Yes. Uh, you, get a, you get a taste of everything in there, so yeah. And then uh, and the only other thing I got to talk about is that Company of Wolves comes out on 4K this week, and we've all talked yeah. about how wonderful Dude. our lycanthrop movies, uh, love for movies are. Um, somebody just, oh, by the way, somebody just posted on Twitter today about Wolfen. Uh, and I and I was so excited. I like, responded to him. I go, oh, my gosh, yes, we talk about that all the time on our show. Company of Wolves, like we mentioned during all those other movies when we talk about Silver Bullet, I think. Yeah, Lansbury. 
So good. So fucking good. Yeah. And, and Neil um, Jordan before. Neil Jordan before, before Crying before, Game. Yeah. Yep. Pre-Crying Game. So good. And, the, and, and Angela, Angela Lansbury, like yeah, right in the middle. Of, I think I think maybe it was during the second season of Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So good in that. David Warner, Stephen Ray. Uh, fuck who else is in that? Um, Brian Glover. Yeah. Solid movie, man. Solid movie. And it's beautiful. I'm really itching to get the 4K. Now, I want to say something real quick about the 4K for Planes. It's got a really shitty review on Blu-ray.com. Now, I, I'm not, and I'm, and I'm just kind of prefacing this because, but the thing is, like I said, you can, if you can't tell, I'm most excited about that hour of material that has always been rumored and sitting in the vault and just showed up and now it's there. That's really what you're buying. And fortunately, yeah. there's no derivative of it. There's no Blu-ray only where you can just get that stuff. You got to get the 4K. It's not bad. It's like 20 bucks or whatever. But you know, my favorite. Oh, go ahead. I'm. I just want to. My oh no, favorite. no. I was go just. Gonna, I was just going to say, Company of Wolves is is a tr- is a 4K that I'm truly just fingers crossed that it's as gorgeous as I remember seeing in the theater. So no, I'm sure that it is, dude. I mean, even the uh, what was it Anchor Bay? I'm trying to remember who put out the even the DVD when it came out looked good. I mean, you know, it, because of the VHS. I remember in VHS it was it was a bit grainy, but it was also VHS. But I had seen it in a theater. But the even the DVD back in like 2002 or whenever it came out, it looked great. So, I, I mean, I'm super excited about that movie. Um, I want to just sort of one quick thing about planes. My favorite part of planes, trains, and automobiles, I'm going to give you two guesses of what it is. Was it the one with Ian McClurg? Nope. It's the opening with the foot race between Kevin Bacon and yes, Steve Martin. Because it's the true crossover where she's having a baby. Yes, Correct. Which I am, to me, that's my favorite John Hughes movie, hands down. And here's another Easter egg with that, which makes it even more weird because he's having a race with him, right? When Steve Martin is still on the road and not home yet, and he's calling to talk to his wife on the phone, she's watching she's having a baby in the background. Which makes it all super, super meta before being meta was Before meta was cool. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, yeah, that's such a great moment in in the movie. Speaking of movies that tug at the heart, Jesus Christ, dude, if you don't cry during that Kate Bush moment and she's having a baby, you're dead. Yes. And by the way, didn't, didn't this movie come out before she's having a baby? Uh, yeah, yeah, it did. 87 and she's having a baby 88. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes it all even weirder, right? Uh, they probably were all shot and they were just putting <laughs> them all together. She's just watching um, a screener at home. Yeah. She's watching dailies. <laughs> Back when they used to screen them. I go barefoot. So here's my, just my quick complaint about like my criterion order. So it got split up. I heard this. (laughs) Right. So I got the hit, I got the hit and I got uh, ghost dog. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yet to show up still uh, love Jones and Buck and the preacher, Sidney Poitier and Harry Belafonte, um, which Sidney also directed, which was always, I loved it when I was a kid because it was one of those Sunday afternoon after football movies that would always come on like halfway through. Right. So I don't think I ever saw the whole movie until I was like 30. But where the fuck are my, where are my movies, Criterion, Barnes and Noble? Yeah, seriously. Well, my my Infernal Affairs set came later, but only because I was a pre-order. As soon as it shipped the day it came out, the day that it was, uh, I think it shipped the day before it was out because it came out last Tuesday. And then they shipped it on Monday and I got it later in the week. Yeah, mine shipped on Tuesday, but it just hasn't, I got part of it, but I, the rest of it's not here yet. So, you know, whatever. It'll be well, here eventually. Well, you know, the thing is they would save on costs. Just stock your damn stores properly. Or just send it, yeah, you know, just send it all together. I would just go to, I mean, the Barnes and Nobles here is right, I mean, it's not easy for you, because, but it's right down the street from me and right by my car wash. And I get my, I have a monthly car wash pass and I get my truck washed, you know, once every three or four days. 
You know, it's a, with Jack though, is I always feel like I don't ever find what I, I'll go there specifically to look for something. They never have it. Yeah. I think it's because I'm looking for more of obscure titles, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah. And then maybe they just get one, you know, cause I looked there for love Jones when it came out. All right. No love Jones. No love, man. At the Barnes and Noble in Santa Clarita. No love Jones. I'm still I'm surprised it's still sitting there. There's very few things that are still like bought that Baja Fresh. It's there. That's the only thing that's still been there since the day Barnes and Noble, but everything else yeah. has been cycled out. Dude, Applebee's. Applebee's is a Black Bear Diner now. Yeah, man. I have a $100 gift card for Black Bear Diner that I'm never going to use. Well, you can give it to me. It's not bad. That place is not bad. It's better than Applebee's. Applebee's is a shit show. Yeah, I used to eat at the one in Visalia with my parents. Like they, they when I, my dad would, my dad loved that place, and we would go there, and he would reserve like a table for Thanksgiving, and we would eat and put your <laughs> order in it. And yeah, you know, he was a pie guy, and they they do have good pies. <laughs> the old black bear. <laughs> well, you know it's funny about Applebee's though. Applebee's, I think I've been there once. It's and it's like a, it's like a glorified Denny's. It's like, and I always is, say, I mean, yeah, I always say about, I always say about Denny's, you know, you don't go to Denny's, you end up at Denny's. Right. It's where you go to sober up before you drive home <laughs> when you're a teenager. Oh, it's all about that, that bottomless coffee, man. Just, <gasps> just keep the half and half coming lady. Get that in a grand slam breakfast at 2 a.m. Uh, yeah. And we were so broke back then. We, we'd get a, grand, we'd all go in on it. Look, yeah, I got, got three grand bucks, slam, dude. <laughs> grand slam with a, with a, uh, an extra hash brown. So we can all fatten up from the, yeah. from the potatoes. Soak that grease, let that grease soak up your boozy, your booze in your belly. That one right down the street from uh, on us uh, on sunset that we used to go to after a show. Oh my God. Dude, I used to live right near the one. It's gone now, but it was like Sunset and like Bronson. Yeah, ish. That one. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it, the building's still there, but it's been closed for years. Like, yeah. you know, it's weird. But when I drove past it, I was like, "Fuck!" When was the last time you saw Denny's go out of business? You know, one like this is really funny because I want to say March 17th, 1990, uh, or maybe it was March 18th. It was the day. No, it was it was March 17th or March 18th. It was the day after Meldrick Taylor had controversially lost his title to Julio Cesar Chavez when Richard Steele stopped the fight with like three seconds left. Sitting there with my buddies and my brother, and we look up and we're sitting across from Evander Holyfield, Meldrick Taylor, and two women. <laughs> That's wild. And I literally ran out to my car to see if I had anything that he could sign. And all I could find for Evander Holyfield to sign was a drama log. A drama log. Wow. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if anybody remembers drama log. Yeah. So I, I, for a long, I had it forever. It, you know, and it, the funny thing about this is so immediately I asked Holyfield for his uh, autograph, signed the drama log. He was very nice about it. Um, and then I just went and sat down with my friends and I was like so excited. And, and we, and I, I and then we like, the, we kept looking over that at them and, and Meldrick Taylor was staring at us. And the reason why is because I didn't recognize him and I didn't ask him for his autograph because he had just lost. You could see, and it dawned on me. I was like, oh Jesus, I just dissed Meldrick Taylor. <laughs> you know, he just, I was so excited to see Evander Holyfield. He was just driving by and driving home later. That motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker. Didn't want my autograph. And you know, Van probably gave him a bunch of shit after he walked away too. <laughs> That's what happens when you lose. Um, <laughs> So good. Yeah, man. What a drag. So, yeah, there you go. There's not much to kind of, I just want to hey, just look, kind of reiterate to people like, you it's know. It's a short week, man. Be yeah. thankful for what you have. Be yep. thankful for what, you know, spend time with people you love. Yep. 
Yep. Because you never know when uh, they're not going to be around. Yeah. Christmas is for hanging out with the family you don't like. Thanksgiving Correct. for hanging out for people you love. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. All right. There's well, a difference. Let's end on that happy note. Yeah. I'm, we're going to leave the socials out of this. Just, just, just go yeah, enjoy man. yourselves. Watch yeah. some movies. Just hang out. Or even better Stay yet. Stay off social media. Stay off social media. Thursday, don't even, Friday. Just don't do anything, you know. You know, get if you're if you get if you're in a cold area, get a nice little fire going, hang out, put some or bring down the blankets and hang out and just talk. You know that thing you used to do when there's no electricity. Yeah, talk to the people in the room. Pretend there's no electricity for a while. Yeah, but not after you listen to this episode. Otherwise, you're, you're not even hearing our message. Yeah, listen to this first. You know, it'd be funny if you heard this message like afterwards. Like, well, fuck, and I my whole Thanksgiving was ruined because I didn't listen to this first. <laughs> It'll happen. Anyway, so there you trust go. me. So we have our last movie this month for um, our buddy cop movies November. Or, or buddy movies for November. And then we'll get into December and uh, we'll start recording December later this week. I think. I think. Yeah, I would imagine. It depends. And this is, my, this is the last sports talk. Can't do it Thursday or Friday. We're, we're deep diving into the wonderfulness for me anyway, for deep diving into Men's World Cup and... The five, I have five shifts I have this week. I have four different start times. Oof. Yeah. World All Cup. Overnight. Hey, I'm looking forward to next year, though. Next year for Women's World Cup, it's in New Zealand and Australia. And they're 21 hours ahead of us, so I'm going to be able to work my normal hours because it's it's going to be like, oh, well, shit, story the next day so we can adjust everything. Not this Qatar silliness where we got to get up at and work 9P to 6A because that's what I'm working. Oof. All right. Yeah. Dreadful. It is. That's a rough one, buddy. Anyway, woo, footy. Cool. All right. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Should we tell Edgio for...